gave away the bikes. There was six children there. It was a junior high school, you know, three times two is six. But there was this one little boy. And when I say little, he probably had to be three, two, three years old. <laughs> and he was in his jacket and okay. he kept walking up there and we're taking the pictures and he's just staring at his, his big brother's bike. You know, he was sure. just so taken back. And I remember looking down at him going, oh my God, that kid just wants a bike so bad. You know, he's so into it. So the pictures came out from our photographer and lo and behold, there's a picture of that little boy. Yeah. So we posted it to the team page and put it out to the team. Hey, I think this little boy needs his first bike. 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 Hello, hello, my name is Pablo Quiroga. I'm your host, and this is Devotion Freeze, presented by Field Talk, the show where we explore the story behind legends in the making and discover actionable knowledge we can all leverage in our daily life. Performing sports, nutrition, meditation, innovation, creativity, heart intelligence, the evolution of technology, and discovery of flow state are just a few of the topics we explore at Devotion Freeze. Today, we drop it to flow with Mark Weimer. And don't forget, there's going to be an awesome special meditation for athletes at the end of the podcast, brought to you by Sonam Rafani. So Mark Weimer is a living legend in making things happen here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mark and his significant other slash business partner, Joanne, and their team are shifting the paradigm of cycling in Las Vegas in a huge way. When Mark and Joanne are not building up the residential remodeling and inventory portfolio. They are channeling their energy into a nonprofit charity and cycling team called Breakaway. Their upcoming charity event at the Whitney Elementary School will be the largest bike rodeo and donation to date. And this is a really special event due to the nature of why the Whitney Elementary School even exists. The school itself and its principal, Sherry Gahn, has recently been featured on the Ellen DeGeneres Show. And now, let's drop into Mark's devotion. We're here with Mark Weimer. Is I here to pronounce your last name? Weimer, yeah. Okay, Mark yeah. Weimer. Just learned it was uh, from, called a lot, a lot from of, Germany, right? Yeah. Deutschland. Yeah. Ich live in Deutschland. Do you know any German? No, no. Oh, that's I sorry. love Germany. It's the only thing I learned when I went to Germany <laughs> in the World Cup. Yeah, Wiener Schnitzel. Uh, there you go. How about that? Is that food? That sounds <laughs> yeah, like food, it's, right? It's a Wiener Schnitzel. It's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bavarian breakfast. The food's good out there. Yeah. Mainly because it comes with a with a huge tall beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Yeah, it's or warm. Snack. Yeah, it's all beer. <laughs> it's all room temperature. Well, cool, man. Uh, thanks so much for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. It's been a, a long time uh, coming because I've been tracking um, everything that you've been doing here in the community, which, um, from my perspective, has been a, it's a lot. Um, so we're going to get into your current project with Breakaway Cycling. Okay. Um, but just like always, it's very tradition on the show. We always like starting off with the origin story. Um, so yeah, please start off as far back as you want to start um, and just tell us a little about you and where you come from and things like that. Okay, I'm a, I'm a native Nevadan. Uh, I'm from up north though. I moved, uh, grew up my whole life up there, was in the casino industry, moved down here in 1987, was working at the uh, Sands Hotel when Adelson bought it. Uh, was brought down here by them to be the director of uh, 
services to run all the ballet, bell desk, front desk, okay. uh, all of those things. Okay. Um, got chased out of the industry by Adelson. <laughs> Left me with an <laughs> uncomfortable feeling working there. Why? Um, what happened? Uh, you know, it just it wasn't comfortable. Uh, he was getting his feet wet. And the, the, he came in with the, the Lewin family. I don't know if you're familiar with no, them no. or not. Well, there's a book out called uh, The Men Who Made Nevada What It Is Today, and there's a whole Ooh. chapter on uh, Henry Lewin. He uh, ran the Hilton. The men in guns or... What else? Uh, no guns. Yeah. No guns, really? Yeah, oh, come on. There's some guns, man. <laughs> come on. Vegas was built on the mafia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't part of that part of it. Though. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this that, is the that, other side. That the was side. the Hilton family that uh, okay. he, he worked and ran their whole operation right before on. and made it really big. But anyway, his uh, his son brought me down um, to work there and um, got out of the industry. And now i am uh, since switched over. I'm in the construction business and I, you know, renovate homes and flip houses and Wow. That kind of stuff. Wow, yeah, yeah. And which has been, uh, I'm sure you're full of business because that market is moving. Yeah, we're very busy. Like crazy right now. Yeah, we turn it away right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of the, you know, Las Vegas, uh, I think around 2009, 2008 was the fastest growing city in the, in the U.S. Yeah, and I believe we're right back up there again. Is that yeah. true? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're moving and shaking now, and there's not a lot of inventory in this town with houses. So yeah, I, it's a lot of remodeling and stuff. Because people, there's just not, not a lot of stuff to buy, so they sure. have to buy older homes that need to be brought up to date. And, sure. So, so how did you get into busy. construction? From you know, uh, working. I've in... always tinkered with stuff since okay. I was a kid. You know, always, uh, always was fixing things, building things. I did a class in uh, in uh, high school that was a construction class okay. where we, we built two houses from the ground up my senior year, and. Um, Worked in it for a while, but my whole family was in the casino industry, so kind of went towards that direction. But this okay. has always been my passion. I like building things, <laughs> creating things, much like the cool. creating breakaway cycling. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, in in your you know lifespan in Vegas, being in Vegas, um, what is your take on um, how the community in general um, has been kind of growing and, and morphing into its own? Um, real local, you know, unified community. How have you seen that grow? Well, I've seen it grow a lot, um, especially coming from where I came from up north. It's much more of a granola community up north in northern Nevada. And uh, when I moved to Vegas, it was, you know, basically what people perceived Vegas to be. That's mostly what it was. It was the strip, you know, and we had a little bit of area off around it. And um, that was it, you know, and everything that we did, maybe because I was younger, was all geared towards the casinos and, you know, going out and doing that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going, coming from Reno, you know, growing up skiing, fishing, hunting, packing, biking, you know, all of that stuff, there just wasn't a lot of that here for me. If, you know, I found a lot since we've been here, but maybe I wasn't looking for it as much because we're spoiled coming from Tahoe and stuff. So, sure. like the first time I went to Lake Mead, uh, when I moved here, I had my boat, and when I went to Lake Mead, I sold my boat right afterwards because I'm like, there's not even a tree on the lake, you know? Whereas in Tahoe, you know, you got trees and beautiful restaurants and everything surrounding it. So. I got to check that out. I haven't been up there, actually. Yeah. So, oh, you haven't been to Tahoe? No. Oh, my gosh. No. You're in for a treat. Yeah, it's the most beautiful place in the world, in my opinion. Awesome. And I haven't seen the world, but... Well, uh, I have to go I've with seen, you, then. Yeah. You have to, have yeah, to go sure. right up there or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, but it seems like to me that I've watched uh, Vegas over the past, um, what is it, 80, 30 years or so, 40 years. I've watched them um, just completely change, and there's so much community now, and there's so much outdoor activity, and, and uh, there's so much more to do than, you know, go down to the Strip. In fact, we almost never go down to the Strip anymore, you know, we 
have so much of our community stuff to do that it, it's made it great. And now I love living here, whereas when I first moved here, I was you know, almost ready to go back home for the first two years. Yeah, I think that's uh, a, a lot of people. Who, I think everyone who ends up staying in Vegas, they go through that period of like the two three-year mark, yeah. right? And then they somehow find Red Rock or Lake Mead and Henderson and Boulder. Yeah. Uh, and, and they end up staying. Willow Beach, too. That's they, a big place start, for you. They start getting into triathlons and cycling and, and yeah. they end up staying. At least that's what happened to me. Um, cool. Well, in, in your trajectory, um, being here in Vegas, uh, you know, did you always see a very, um, really, like, strong cycling community in Vegas? Um, was it was it always something that you were out doing here, or how, no, did, you, how did you find uh, cycling? Actually, um, I got back into road cycling um, when I met my significant other, who I'm with now, Joanna Piet, which is my uh, partner and co-founder of Breakaway Cycling. Um, I was doing mountain biking and things of that nature, but I was not doing road biking at all. And she was on a road biking team, and she said, "Why don't you go out and ride with us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know, you know." And, she got me out, and I instantly fell in love with it. How did you guys I, meet? You and Joanne? At the gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, working You were out. curling, bro. You were curling. You were doing I the, was curling, as a I matter of fact. Were, Come on, bro. I you curl every day. Was. Come on, look at no, your No, I don't bro. curl ever, ever <laughs> anymore. So, yeah, um, we saw each other on a Saturday. We made a good eye contact, and then... Um, went back Sunday and she was there again and she uh, found a way to come over and strike up a conversation because I never talk to anybody when I'm in the gym. Yeah. Um, it's just not my thing. And uh, that was it. We pretty much uh, started dating the very next day and we've been inseparable since. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Is this your first project doing together? Uh, yes. As far as um, building, yeah, we did some flip homes and we're still doing flip homes and stuff together. Um, but Breakaway is a whole different, you know, animal. Yeah. It's completely different. It's, it's our passion. It's our yeah. love. It's, well, it's you know. interesting. I, um, how is it? I don't know. Can you give us some some insight as to uh, working with your significant other, someone that you see all the time, and then you're also doing business with? It's like anything else. It's really good sometimes, and it's really hard sometimes. You know, okay. it's but that's life. And anything yeah. worth having is worth working for. And you know, I wouldn't choose to do it with anybody else. You know, because uh, the areas that I'm weak in, she's super strong in, and the areas that she's weak in, I'm super strong in. So we balance each other out, and we've surrounded ourselves with good people, and, you know, it's uh, it's going good places, and we're really proud of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you think is one of the most, and, I, you know, I had no idea this conversation was going to go into this, but I think it's super interesting, you know, uh, uh, and, and sometimes it's untalked about. You know, you have to buy a book or search you know couples who do business together if you really yeah. want to find out and there might be someone listening who is in that position or maybe thinking about doing it so you never know um would you suggest it to other people like you know if, if they if they kind of wanted to try out a little project here um of doing it with a significant other and what do you think would be some of the requirements uh for taking that leap and taking the next step like for you do you think it should be something that both of you are super passionate about absolutely that's the only way it would work. Um, if the other person is coming on as your partner in something that, and they're not passionate about it, you are, they're just going to get swallowed up and yeah. pushed aside. I guess like any other partnership, work. right? Yeah. yeah so, you're so both of us being so passionate about it, sometimes it becomes a little headbutting. Okay. Um, because, you know, you're, you're both, if you get one particular subject that you're both really locked on and you have opposite sides, which happens, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody sees eye to eye and they're not supposed to. Um, 
but we're able to work through it, you know, continuously and, and it can and, and, and make it grow and make it work. And, uh, you know, we've done, like I said, we're really proud of what we've done so far. Awesome. So talk to me and please uh, share with our, with our audience a little bit about uh, what Breakaway is. Well, Breakaway Cycling is a cycling team um, that is a charity. We are formed as a 501c3, so we are an absolute uh, charity. So all of our donations that come in are completely tax deductible. Um, all of our sponsors know that they are sponsoring a charity first and foremost that is backed and manned by a cycling team, um, for a lack of better terms. Uh, we go out and we do uh, rodeos. We are, have a partnership with CCSD, the Clarkson County School District, and uh, the national program Safe Routes to School, where we go to schools and we set up and we do rodeos where we teach the kids how to wear helmets, how to ride a bike safely, how to operate on the streets and operate by all the rules so that they can ride to and from school and uh, get them going. Um, with our sponsors dollars, what we do is we do, um, and this has been a learning process over the last uh, 18 or 24 months, but we uh, donate bikes to kids that would otherwise not have a chance to have a bike. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I never forget my first bike. You know, oh, yeah. how it made me feel and the freedom and oh, yeah. the things that I would do on it that I, I never tell kids to do today <laughs> because yeah. it's just not what the smart things yeah. to do. But yeah, yeah I mean, a, a bike is a, is, is, a, uh, is a piece of machinery that creates a lot of things for children. It's a spaceship. Uh, it's a spaceship. It's a spaceship, yeah. man. And uh, it's been proven that that activity helps them with their education. It helps them with their health. You know, it helps them with everything. And having ownership of something, something they can take care of, it teaches them something from the start of a very young age that uh, is very positive in their life. And that's really our focus. Um, our cycling team, you know, we have some racers on the team and we, we ride a lot, um, some more than others. But pretty much everybody that joins our team, I would say at least 80, 85 percent join our team because they want to be involved with the charity end of it. And they want to be part of the grassroots um, opportunity that we're doing going out there and creating all this positive. Collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Antoine de Saint-Zupéry. Joanne and Mark are not just calling out people, grabbing some sponsor money, and giving away bikes. From a top view and from a micro view, they're uniting human energy, intention, harnessing the efforts, and impacting their local community in a really deep, deep way. And this is just the beginning. So what really called my attention and what's been calling me in my heart has been what you guys are actually doing in the field with kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's just like amazing. So first off, and we're, we're going to unpack all, all these things because you said a lot and there's a lot of, a lot of great things in there. Um, um, something very simple. Why Breakaway? What is Breakaway? Okay. So the Breakaway name comes from a couple of different things. Um, and I want to say this and be diplomatic. Oh, no, come on. No, there's no, no diplomacy. Here. Well, we had another team that we were a part of yeah. that we started Ooh, do, doing other things, okay. um, doing the rodeos with, and yeah. and, um, and 
we had a splitting of ways um, because we wanted to be more of the charity and they wanted to be more of a racing team. Um, so the group of us, a large majority of the team, decided to break away. Um, so obviously, we all, anybody that's into cycling knows that breakaway is a big thing. Every time you watch a, a, uh, a uh, cycling race, Every time the announcer, every 10 minutes, they're saying breakaway, 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 breakaway. Yeah, so it's yeah. like they're saying our name. So <laughs> one of the uh, our uh, original uh, board members thought of the name and it stuck. We, we all loved it. We thought it was, you know, it was twofold to what we were doing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. So breakaway, I mean, that's has a that story needs to be told too, man. I love that. Yeah. I love that because it, it, there's a lot of passion in, in that. And we've right? taken it to a new thing because now we've really wrapped it around our kids because we're with the spikes that we're giving them and the education that, that we're giving them and stuff, we're trying to give them a chance to break away from the bad areas that they're in with their lives. Because we try to target the inner city youth that you know is a little bit less um, fortunate, doesn't you know have the uh, high dollars and you know the the, fam the 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 strong family base and stuff. So we go after that youth, and we're we're now promoting that we want to break them away from where they're at and help them get away. Love it. So yeah, the, it, the, the name has kind of morphed into something that we, was unexpected, but it's absolutely perfect. We will never it change it. It was made to be. It was absolutely made to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that, man. I love it. So, uh, you know, now, now it's, um, in, what I'm hearing from your story is it's morphing into something that you can definitely define and um, is focused. But in the very beginning, right? Was it just about making another cycling team or, you know, what was your why? Like, why did you want to do that? Besides breaking away, you know, and doing something else, like, but why, why did you want to go into becoming a charity and things like that? Um, before we were ever even close to forming Breakaway or had any of it done, Joanna and I would sit and talk for hours at night on how the team that we were on was missing the boat, that there was so much that we could do with these rodeos and getting getting bikes to the kids, um, and one would feed the other. You can't have one without the other. We cannot do all these um, great things, and we can't have all these people volunteering and doing these things without having a cycling team. And we can't have a charity that does all these great things that get sponsors' money without having a charity. Sure. You know, so you know we were able to bring in good money, not because it's a cycling team, I would guarantee that 99.9% .9 of the people that, that sponsor us or donor us is because they know that we're giving away bikes and we're, mm -hmm. we're actually affecting the youth and our community and um, we're making a difference, you know, one child at a time and it's growing faster than we could have ever expected it. So it was always going to be a charity and it was always going to be a cycling team. We, the two passions that we wanted to stick together and we just thought, we don't know why everybody isn't doing this because this makes nothing but sense. If you have your cycling team doing something good, you'll be able to support the cycling team and you'll be able to support the charity and, and you'll be able to make a difference. Which, which type of schools, can you define uh, the type of schools that are, are your focus within your charity? We go after the schools with the, the, a higher end or a higher percentage of children that are, you know, coming from families of a, you know, don't have high income, you know, they're not going to have, not to say that we don't do some 
bike rodeos in, in, in other schools as well, because we do, but we really go after those um, because we think that we'll make the biggest difference. You know, if, if I was to go up into Summerlin and just do only schools in Summerlin, well, 90% of those kids are going to have bikes anyway. Three bikes. So, yeah, yeah so, exactly. So I'm going to give them a third and fourth that they really don't yeah. know what to do with, and sure. I'm spinning my wheels. Now, we do the safety and stuff there because we want to make sure that they're still wearing their helmets and, yep. and doing the right things and stuff. But our big, big giveaways are always going towards schools that, um, you know, are coming from the inner city, the inner city youth. And I don't like saying bad things or uh, I don't even know how to, the words I'm looking for here, but, you know, they, they need help. Yeah. You know? and, and their parents are unbelievably receptive when we give them a bike and they're so thankful and they're so happy and they're so proud. And, you know, I mean, I've cried with parents as we give them a bike, you know, because... Yeah, can you? They're you, excited. Yeah. Can you can you share, um, you know, a very specific story of something that has impacted you deeply and you, you still carry with you in your heart? Well, there's a whole bunch of them that we've done in this last year, um, but just recently um, we did a um, a bike giveaway at a school, a junior high school, where it was around Christmas time, and we try to do where the kids are earning bikes now. We used to do raffles in the beginning. We'd no longer do any raffles. Now, it's they, they either do an essay or they do a reading competition or they do a school attendance competition. Um, this uh, competition was called um, um, Acts of Kindness. Okay. So the teachers and the student were watching all the student body and whenever they would display or see or witness an act of kindness, they would give them a card or a little chip and they collected them. Sure. over a two-week time span. And then okay. the, um, two kids from each class, a boy and a girl, with the, had the most amounts of acts of kindness were given that chip or were, were told they were going to get a bike and they were given a bike. So anyway, when we gave away the bikes, there was six children there. It was a junior high school, you know, three times two is six. But there was this one little boy. And when I say little, he probably had to be three, two, three years old. <laughs> And he was in his jacket and okay. he kept walking up there and we're taking the pictures and he's just staring at his, his big brother's bike. You know, he was sure. just so taken back. And I remember looking down at him going, oh my God, that kid just wants a bike so bad. You know, he's so into it. So the pictures came out from our photographer and lo and behold, there's a picture of that little boy. Yeah. So we posted it to the team page and put it out to the team. Hey, I think this little boy needs his first bike. What do you all think? I mean, he's so just asphyxiated on the bike. Everybody said yes, of course. So we got a hold of school. They figured out who it was. Got a hold of the parent. Super nice man. He met us over at Las Vegas Cyclery. And we gave him a Strider. I don't know if you're familiar with those yeah. or not. But yeah. it's the easiest way for kids to learn how to bike. And Strider gave us a bunch of Striders this year because they saw what we do. And so they donated a bunch of wow. Striders to us. So we're now actively getting them out there. But when we gave the, get the bike away to the father, I mean... The guy was about as thankful as you could get. He was crying. He was bowing, you know, just nothing but respectful and so stoked and told him, you know, once he learns how to ride this thing, don't throw it away. Call us up, you know, <laughs> we'll come get it. Yeah. And then we're going to give him a bike. Right. So that he'll have a pedal bike to yeah, go yeah, with. Yeah. And the father was like, I can't believe this. You know, this is amazing. You guys are just awesome. Yeah. You know, so it just, it makes you, I mean, that's what we do it for. It's a ton of work and being a proactive charity, you know, it makes it more work, but it's worth, worth it. Yeah. 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 I, I know you guys just started, but um, have you guys have any sort of like recycling program where, you know, if a kid grows up. They grow up really fast, right? They they have like this really long yeah. stretching, and they, yep. they grow like 
you know, five feet quickly, right? Like in a year. Yeah. So if that happens, um, have you found a way where, you know, that, that, that kid could give you the bike back, right? And you can give it back to someone else and you can give him another bike, depending yeah. on like if he still has good grades and he's still doing great at school and still motivated to get out of the gutter that, you know, he's been unlucky to, to be served. Yeah. We have not done that yet. Um, other than with the Strider bikes, um, that's something that we definitely could do. It's, it's, to, to say that it's a lot of work, what we're doing right now, building this, is a complete understatement. <laughs> Tell mean, me about that, man, because, uh, you know, I'm sure there's people hearing and, and listening to this, and they might be in Vegas, they might want to, you know, reach out. Um, what is the biggest thing that you're lacking, besides money? Yeah, um, it would be time and, and, and other people putting effort into it, you know. Uh, we have eight uh, active board members now. And um, on our team page, we have 119 or 20 teammates. Wow. But not everybody wants to be as actively involved sure. as, you know, the board members do or Joanne and I do. And it's a growing process, learning who can take on what and who wants to do what. And, um, so that's the biggest thing right now is kind of filling out who, putting all the people in the right places so that we can delegate and kind of, you know, push things here and push things there and, and get things done, you know. Um, we've had bad board members that are no longer on the board because it, things weren't getting done, you know? So right. it's a growing process, but I think we've handled it pretty well. And I'm sure, you know, if I'm going to talk to you two years from now, it'll be completely different than what it is right now. Absolutely. If it goes to where we want it to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely, um, what, so I guess reflecting into into the future, what are some of your goals? Um, you know, if you can lay out any of those short-term, you know, mid and long-term goals. Short-term goal, we have two goals this year. Um, our first one would be to do three to four times what we did last year as far as giving away bikes. Last year we gave away just under 200 bikes and nearly 400 helmets um, and bike locks. Um, this year our goal is to do two to three times that. Okay. Um, as far as our um, cycling community goal, this is something that you and I have already talked about, but we're really focused on trying to get the cycling community more involved with one another. And when I say the cycling community, I talk about teams. Um, we're breakaway cycling, and you know, there's CareFast, and 702 Shifters, and McGee's, and Las Vegas Cyclery, and all this, and it's kind of been a little bit of a tribal thing out there. Um, ghost bikes, you know, you guys. Um, and we want to kind of use breakaway and kind of get people more actively involved with what we're doing because cyclists as a whole, not 100%, but I'm going to say close to 90% are really giving, caring, earthy people. And if you can give them something that they can put their hands on and go, yeah, I want to be a part of that. That sounds like fun, you know, yeah, and I want to yeah. give a kid a bike. And, and we've watched it over this last year. I mean, I've had cyclists from other teams you know, call me up, say, hey, how do I give you some money so you can give away some more bikes? I love what you're doing, you know? And now this year we're trying to get them more physically involved, not just, you know, hey, can I buy a bike or, sure. you know, so they, they can come out to the events and see the kids and we can do some cool events, but kind of bring the cycling community together as a whole and not have so much, you know, the only, only time we should be competing with each other is when we're racing. As soon as the race is over, we should group hug and then go for a ride. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. how I feel yeah. about the cycling community. And then um, we also want to start a program. The third thing, the short-term goal is we want to start a program called Breakaway Kids. 
And that's where we follow kids from when we get them a bike and have them, we can show how it changes their life and maybe help them all the way through and into college or into some type of a trade school. Um, and you know, see him grow like a, with like the a bike. big brother type of system. Yeah, like okay. a big brother type of system. As we're able to bring in more sponsorship dollars, you know, maybe we can you know help them with food and clothing and and uh, you know from junior high to high school and then from high school to college or you know, help them out with college or help them out with a trade school or whatever. So we can show the power of the bike because people use it for transportation. Absolutely. You know, I know a lot of people don't realize that anymore, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of us actually see it as a means of transportation, yeah. a good way of transportation, because yeah. it's good for our environment, it's also good for our health. Yeah. You know, and people can use it to go to and from work, to and from school, yeah. you know, to and from their their their, their job, yeah. you know. To and from the bar, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a little safer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you might want to call Uber bike, <laughs> make sure the Uber has a, a bike rack for you. Man. Yeah, well, that's okay. So those those are your your midterm goals, yeah. right? Um, yep. And what about you know if you if you could just hit it out of the park, you know, and do anything with this, where, what would you want that to be ultimately? Well, you know, ironically enough, it's big, really big, and um, one of our main sponsors, uh, Richard Gordon, who owns Lord's Properties. Uh, when I first met with him the first time and shared our, our vision and our plans and everything with him, and I told him, and I said, this might sound funny to you, and, and you know, I know it's, it's way down the road, but we want to be a national cycling team. We want to have satellites all over the United States in every one of the states. You know, and and uh, when I said that to him, he just stopped and looked at me. He goes, that doesn't sound crazy at all. He goes, why wouldn't everybody want to do this? This makes nothing but sense. You know, all you're doing is great things for kids and for the community. Why wouldn't, why shouldn't this be across the nation? And, and of course you should build this across the nation. And he's like, and I want to help you build this across the nation. So that's our, our ultimate goal is to have, you know, breakaway cycling as a, as a national cycling team. Um, to where we have satellites all over the U.S. doing the same exact thing, partnering up with their school districts giving the rodeos away, doing the educational bike gifting with the essays and the, the attendance contests. and Yeah, I love the model. The model's, model's amazing. I love it. There's, uh, and, and everyone in all entities involved, both private and public, win. Everyone wins. Including the cyclists. It's the best business, right? Yeah. Yeah. You look at it from a business perspective. There is. It's the best thing. There is no downside. You know, the yeah. humans who need it the most win. Right? The people involved who want to do something with the community win. The companies and brands that want to be allied, aligned with positive actions and in uh, effective campaigns exactly. and models, they win too, right? Because they get to finally get their mission and values across instead of just selling another product yep. or closing another business deal. Well, something. that's our yeah. slogan when we go to the sponsors. You know, we, we tell them, wherever we are, you are. So you may not have the time and the patience to go out and do a bunch of charity work, but if you donate some dollars to us and we put you on our kit and you're on every piece of paper that we give out and every certificate that we give out and stuff, you are very active in your community and you are making a difference because we are you. I mean, we are representing every one of our sponsors and without them, this, this, this train goes nowhere. It sits in the station, you know, it's a pretty train. It doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Without yeah. the sponsor dollars, it's nothing. Absolutely. Are you looking more for uh, strategic sponsors, maybe um, in the future, that can help you with your 
you know, uh, mid to long-term endeavors, uh, you know, people that could actually boost you to actually execute on those specific objectives that you have. We haven't done that this year or last year. When we went out and met with our sponsors, we wanted good companies that would, you know, look good on our kids, that would, you know, when we're with the children and stuff, would not make a bad impression, you know? Sure. So we didn't go after anybody just for money, you know? Um, because there's a lot of companies out there that are on the dark side a little bit, and they would love to be on the kit and do these things right. so they could get a little halo over there. So we just tried to stay away from that and just go towards companies that were like Stations, our, our main sponsor here. You know, and you know, it's well known that the Pertita family is one of the biggest givers to this whole community. Um, so they were definitely uh, somebody that was at the top of our list. Yeah. Putting up a stadium over at uh, UNLV, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. 28, or I think they gave them $10 million or something like that for that, for the fo fo football complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, and they give, you know, just boatloads of money. More, I'm sure more than any other family in this town by probably two to three times. So in, in Las Vegas, there's, there are a lot of uh, bike shops, you know. Um, which are which are some of the shops that you've been, um, you know, engaging with and collaborating with? We uh, our first year our bike shop was Pro Cyclery and we had a great time with them. They're a great bike shop. There's great people in there. Um, we did make a switch this year, um, and only for the, the only reason that we made the switch was because Las Vegas Cyclery had uh, more, it was more, it's more of a home for us. Um, they have a place for us to meet. They have a parking lot where we can hold events, you know, because they have that whole center there. Um, it's a it's a green building. It just kind of fit into what we are a little bit better. Um, so we've switched there, and I don't see ourselves going anywhere from there. We're extremely happy with them. We, we love their building. We love their location. And you were there last night. We had our kit fit upstairs, and we yeah, could have right. it fully catered. And, you know, I mean, it's awesome. It's yeah. just uh, it's just great. And, and Jared and uh, his wife are just wonderful people. And all the people that work there, I've been taking my bike there since I've been in the, the cycling community. And yeah. they've all been working on my bikes. And so it's just, it was a perfect fit for us. Huge shout out to Steve Klaus, the Belgian. Absolutely. The Belgian stallion, <laughs> the red devil. And also Sean, he's the man. Um, cool, man. Sean was a little hard to win over. Yeah? yeah? No, he, he hardballs, man. He hardballs. Yeah, he was he, a little hard he, to win over. That guy has a huge heart. Yeah, oh, yeah, He's yeah. quiet, but has a massive heart, man. He's been in the community, at the cycling community for so long, and he's seen so many teams come and go. He's like, Absolutely. do we really want to sponsor another team? He knows team? how to filter them, though. Yeah. Which I definitely, I respect 100%. So do I, as He well. doesn't, you know, he, the, the BS, he... Like, he has a shield, you know? Yep. Yeah. And absolutely, when he t turned the corner and opened up his arms, I was like, sweet, we are doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Um, right on. So uh, talk to me a little about the more of the, the racing side of, of, your, of your group. Um, what do you guys got going on? Uh, not a lot of racers. We got a lot of young guys that are coming up into it. Um, I am a struggling, very horrible racer <laughs> i started this sport uh, at a very old age and i'm uh, come from a bodybuilding background okay. which really isn't conducive to yeah. racing bicycles I can't tell. In yeah uh. unless you're on the flats and you know that i'm really good at or in villa and climbing. just pound people around the, the, yeah, right? the streets yeah so um but this year uh, that's one of our our, our short-term goals this year is to focus a little bit more on right the on. racer we're having uh kits that are made that are more exclusive for the racers um, we've incorporated a program last year called Breakaway Bucks 
where racers earn uh, dollars to help them pay for their kits and stuff because we know they wear their stuff out quicker. They wear them a lot more. And they're also out on the road more, so they're more visual for our sponsors. Uh, and ironically enough, our racers are some of our best volunteers. Nice. And when I say about the cycling community, how I know that they are you know, very much a, a green community that's, that has a huge heart, um, just the fact that when we looked at all of our volunteers from last year, our strongest racers were also our strongest volunteers, which was wow. really super cool to see. Love that correlation. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it was super that's cool great. to see. Um, I might, I might have to change that uh, that odd though, you know, because I, I don't race, but I, I, I am going to help you guys a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a lot of those too, be doing but that. it was yeah, just yeah. funny to see that our two strongest racers were also our two strongest volunteers. Awesome. awesome. I love it. Yeah, there's, man, my, I, I give my hands off to anyone who races in, in you know, these, um, you know, these different tournaments and, and, and crits and, and road races and tours, you know, stage races. Uh, because you know they they have regular lives like anyone else, and anything could happen out there anytime. Sure, anything. You know, yeah. I, I saw a race of people going out in, in Utah, and it was pouring rain. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they, like just one down, one little slip up. Yeah, and you could hurt your leg or your knee or whatever, and then you're out of commission for a couple of weeks. And most of us have jobs and families. Yeah, and, you got know. stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. so, so that's awesome, man. I love I love how people get out there. They rage, take risks. And they love doing it. Super passionate about it. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. think it's great. Um, so, let's see. I know you have an awesome event coming up. We've been talking about it for, for a couple weeks. Um, so, talk to me about that. All right. Yeah, super proud of this. Um, like I said, last year we gave away just under 200 bikes. Um, our first event this year is February 20th, and it's at Whit Whitney Elementary School, which is a very unique school to say the least. And the principal um, that runs the school is an absolutely spectacular person. Um, she's been featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show for, the, for what she does with this school. But this school has over 500 students in it. It's an elementary school, like I said, and it's in the hardest area in this town. And its student body is over 80% homeless. Why, why, was, why was Ellen interested in a school in Las Vegas? Because um, Sherry, the principal at the school, has set up this school as a uh, charity, a 501c3, to where they can take on donations um, so that the, she can feed her kids, she can clothe her kids, she can keep her kids in school. She also pays for their power bills. She pays their rent. She makes deals with their family that if you give me your child, I will help you and get you whatever you need. Oh to make it happen. So it's, it's, it's an absolutely amazing story that was um, brought to us by our, our main sponsor, Stations Casino. Okay. Um, and uh, they put us together with them. And when we went there, we weren't sure whether they would even want us to give away bikes, but we wanted to do something for them. Right. Just do a rodeo or whatever, you know. But we weren't sure whether the kids being 80% homeless, you know, could take on a bike. And when we uh, talked to Sherry, big cry fest um, the first time yeah. uh, we uh, said do you, you want bikes or do you want us to do something else and she said no my kids deserve bikes I want you to do bikes you know even if they don't aren't able to keep them forever or whatever yeah. if something happens to them they still deserve the right to have a chance to have a bike so what do you mean by homeless I mean like they don't like many not... of, yeah they live out of cars they live in weekly rentals how old are they they don't elementary to kindergarten through fifth grade yeah so that school is one of their favorite places to be because it's a safe place and that's happening you know? here in vegas oh yeah there's four other schools that are just like this in vegas in vegas 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. people, come out to Vegas, man. <laughs> so yes, you heard that right. Jerry Gon, the principal of the Whitney Elementary School, has been featured on CNN, CBS, and the Ellen DeGeneres Show for, for really good reasons. Her selfless drive has helped hundreds of students, many of them homeless, and the majority of them poor. The Whitney School is more than just a school for the 600 plus students. It's their food pantry, clothing store, and supply shop. It's where kids can get free medical, dental, and eye care. It's where struggling parents can learn to read or get help with utility bills. This is impact on a whole other level. So we uh, made a deal with her where we have a contest. As I said, we don't donate into oblivion anymore. We always want to have the kids earn it, to have a right of ownership, yeah. and they have pride. Um, so we had a contest to see how many kids could go the first quarter and have perfect attendance, which is a hard thing for her because it's hard you know, to get her kids to the school. That's the biggest sure. thing. So she saw this as an avenue to really promote school attendance. Well, I'm proud to say that um, 210 students completed it out of the 500. Wow. And so we'll be giving away 210 bikes on February 20th, which is more than we gave away all of last year That's on our killer, first event. Man. Yeah, That's we're really so killer. Yeah, it gives That's me chills. That's so killer. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. You got to get excited about that. How yeah, can you awesome. not? Well, yeah, it's unbelievable. How can't can wait. you not, man? Can't, can't wait. Man. I'm going out there to, to record all of this. Yeah, we're excited. We got our bottles. Jeez. Yeah, yeah our bottles are coming. And I got this. I had this for you last night. I forgot. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Good handwriting. Yeah, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Man, you're, I mean, yeah, so uh, to change anyone's life is a gift. To change a younger human being's life is a miracle because they have so much more years and time ahead of them, opportunities in front of them, you know, moments of bliss that they should enjoy, right? Absolutely. And, you know, who knows what's gonna happen when we get in our cars and we leave this parking lot? Who knows what's gonna happen after those kids ride the bike? But at least for that one second, man, when they know they have that bike in their hand and they put the helmet on and they sit on the saddle and they just push off, dude. Yeah, it, 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 you can watch their lives morph and change within All a matter of minutes. heaviness yeah. and just shit that has been thrown at them, you know, the mud that they've been struggling to get out of. Yeah, we saw the biggest change. Man. We did a uh, an event out at St. Jude's Ranch for abused children. And these children out at the ranch here are children that come from the worst of the worst situations, the unthinkables, the un, you know, things that you can't even imagine, let alone believe when somebody's telling you what this child has been through that it's true. Um, when we went out there to do the uh, the rodeo and to give away the bikes, um, they took us to debrief us to tell us what we could and couldn't do and to share with us some of the stories. And we had probably 30 uh, breakaways out there, 30 teammates, and probably half a dozen left the room in tears before they, the lady was even finished telling the story. 
because they couldn't handle what they were hearing. And personally, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to hear what they were what they were telling us. Um, like I said, it was not only unthinkable but literally unbelievable that a person or a parent would treat a child in the the, the manner that these children have been treated. Um, so that all being said, long story short, we got the lowdown on the children, um, and we go out there and they start coming out. And I always am normally the one that greets the child and gives them their bike. Okay. These children were told that they were going to have a bike rodeo as an event, and they were going to go through the bike rodeo course, and they had to complete every section. And then once they completed it, they took their bike back, and they were going to be signed off on, and then they were going to be entered into a contest for their chance to win a bike. What they didn't know is that we had got the names, the ages, the sizes, and the sexes of every child on the ranch. Okay. And we had specifically bought a bike and fitted that bike to them. So every bike that I'm handing the child is their bike. Their bike. Already. Wow. So they go out and they complete the course. The first girl that um, was to come out was from the, uh, the house mothers. And when I say the house mothers, these are babies with babies. Um, this girl was 13 years old and had a one-year-old child. And her story was Unbelievable. absolutely just horrendous. I don't even want to share it because it's just it's too over the top. She came out and she was completely hands down, eyes down, would not look at me, you know, trying to get her on the bike, trying to get her excited, pumped up. She gets on the bike, goes off, takes off. She's obviously the first one to come back to give the bike back too, so she's obviously right. the first one to know that she gets yeah. the bike. Comes back, completely different person. Off the bike, big smile on her face, ask her if she had fun, yeah, did you like the bike, yeah. I go, would you like a bike? She's like, yeah. I said, well, that's good, this is your bike, <laughs> this is your helmet, and here's your lock no for the bike. And she's looked at me like a deer in headlights, like, what, what's going on here, you right, know? Yeah. So I end up going back out there the next day to drop off some treats and some more bikes for the house parents. And I see these girls, all the house girls out there riding around and they're just kids again. They're 12 and 13 year old girls on their bikes as friends. And the girls that I met and gave the bikes to the day before were not kids. They were abused adults, you know, trying to live a life and trying to get through life. Yeah. And these girls were just kids right around there. They ride up to me, hey, bike guy. And they're talking to me. And yeah. I said, you guys got your own bike gang out here now, huh? And they're like, yeah, this is awesome. We love this. And, it was really cool to see and see how just getting their bike and being on it completely morphed them and gave them the freedom just to be a kid again. I mean, the ability to live in the now is one of the most difficult things for anyone to sure. do. You and I have hard times doing that because Absolutely. we're thinking about what happened yesterday, what did I mess up, or man, I could have done that better, yeah. or oh man, tomorrow I have this job, I have this task, I have to do that, right? Yep. But to live in the now is super difficult. The reason why I fell in love with riding my bike as a grown adult was because it allowed me to steep and to dive into that now. So a, a child like that, with that type of experience, with all those memories and all those things going in their mind, yep. not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, right? For that moment, it allows them to just be. That bike is a vessel to just be for them. They focus on it. 
They don't have a choice. They get focused on their surroundings, yeah. what's around them, you know, their energy, their exertion, what they're doing. It's therapy, man. It's therapy, absolutely, 100%. And your body, when you're exercising, we all know the endorphins get released. So yeah. it gives them an auto, you know, a natural high automatically, and it releases them of all that anxiety and pain that they're going through, and it sets them free. That's rad, dude. That's rad. It is. From the bottom of my heart, that is amazing. And this world needs more people like you and your crew um, with those intentions and with those efforts and energy that people don't see, that people will never hear, you know, because I'm sure you're not going to give a list out of all the things that you've done, right? No, uh-uh. But I, all, those, all those tiny little things, man, change people's lives. And I mean, I don't know, like what, what, what better thing to do? I agree with you 100%. What better thing to it's do, like, And it's just like Richard Gordon said, you know, it's you know? like, why wouldn't everybody want to do this? Yeah. It just makes nothing but sense. Right. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good. It's good for everything. It's good for your community, good for your soul. It's, it's yeah. there, there, we, you can't find anything bad in it. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's rewarding work. I mean, what more could you ever want but a kid? You know, I had a little teeny boy out at the, the St. Jude's Ranch. Just, he couldn't even get anywhere near me. By the time the day was over, he's riding on my shoulders, telling me where to go and giving me hugs and thanking me. And yeah. what more could you ask for in this life? It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, cool. So where can people get at you? By at you, I mean, you know, how can they reach you? How can they find you? How can they give you money? How can they sign up for, you know, an event so they can help and volunteer? Um, you know, where can they find your address if they want to send just truckloads of, of bikes and food and clothes or whatever? Yeah, the easiest way to find us is uh, breakawaycycling.org. There you go. On the internet, we have our own website. You can look, look at the, the picture galleries in there and, and see the team at work and see what they do and seeing all the smiling faces from the kids. Um, we're also uh, heavy, heavily on Facebook. We uh, have a public page on pa Facebook, and it's called uh, Breakaway Cycling PB, and that means powered by Stations Casinos. So you can also find us there. And then uh, I'm on Facebook. You can always check me out and hook me up and see if you want to friend me. It's Mark Weimer, W-E-I-M-E-R, and uh, my wife, Joanna Piette, P-I-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. um, we're always there available. So yeah, we're, we're not too hard to find if you want to find us. And if you want to donate, you can go right to the website. There's a donate button. You can click right on that and boom, it goes right into the account and you'll be sent a receipt for your tax write-off and all the good gigs. And I guarantee you, you'll be going to the website and going back and looking and seeing where that money's going. You'll have a whole lot of pride in what, in, in what your dollars are able to accomplish because you'll see them at work because our team works hard getting them out there. Awesome, man. I love it. Uh, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for anyone, for people that have been you know, with you in the peaks and valleys throughout this project and other things that you've had in your life. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, way too many to even cover them. I just, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but two people in general that really shined last year were uh, Mark Carmen and, and Jolene Prius. Uh, they raced their butts off. They volunteered their butts off. You know, they were good advocates for this team. And um, we have a lot of other good members. Our board members, you know, Joanna and myself, um, or two of the founders, but Hugh Byrne, who takes all of our pictures. And without his pictures, I'm telling you what, he makes it happen because we're able to share those pictures with sponsors and potential sponsors, and that's what brings the dollars awesome, in. So what Hugh does is a huge thing. Um, Kathy Pedernary, 
I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sure I didn't. <laughs> Brett Rowski, um, Jill Taylor, uh, Travis Ball, who's new, um, and he has just hit the ground running super, super uh, solid as one of our board members. And uh, Teresa Owens right um, is our board. It's, you know, they do the bulk of the work, and but our, our, our teammates, every single last one of them, and I am not going to be able to give you all 120 names. I guarantee you that. <laughs> but they all shine, good, every yeah. single one of them. Even if they don't, able, you know, we tell our teammates, hey, if you're not able to, to volunteer and stuff like that, know that you're still an important part of this team because the bigger this team is and the more we're out there and the more we're able to get out to our, for our sponsors, the more dollars we're able to bring in, the more effect we're able to have on the community. So it's, it's not just about, you know, doing all the, the, the uh the volunteering and stuff, just being a part of this team and being active and, and involved with us is, is what our, our whole, is, our core is what makes sure. us really strong. Awesome, man. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. Man. Thanks for having me, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Yeah, cool. Much love to everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of Devotion Freeze. Mark is closing the gap between practicing a luxury activity like cycling with mission-driven values that impact his local community, our local community, here in Las Vegas. As a practicing athlete, I peek into Mark's methodologies through a human performance lens and see an essential ingredient we all need to increase life capacity. Give. Give time. Give effort. Give love. Give bikes. Thanks again for tuning in. Get at me on Instagram and Snapchat at Pablo I. Quiroga. Stay tuned to our digital space at www.fueltalk.co and explore all the extra fuel from our podcasts. Remember, crush your ego, devote your life to your inner passions, light up your inner guru lab, and get free. And now, enjoy an athlete meditation experience. Brought to you from the lovely Sanam. Sit comfortably or lie down. Close your eyes and visualize your body. Breathe comfortably. And on your next inhale, breathe into your heart. Feel the rhythm of your heart as you breathe out. You may breathe out through your nose or mouth, whatever feels good to you. And now visualize the light of the sun. Feel the heat as it radiates on your body. On your next inhale, breathe in the light of the sun into your jaw and let the warmth radiate through any tension you may be holding there. Just let it go. And as you breathe in again, this time into your hips. Allow your breath to bring in the golden light of the sun 
as you breathe out, allow this light to radiate through every tissue, releasing tensions, repairing, rejuvenating. And now breathe in again, and this time send your breath to your knees and let the sunlight radiate on and through your wonderful knees. Let the golden light be there as you breathe out and release any tensions, any worries, any fears. Let them off your knees. Now breathe into your feet. Bring the golden light as you breathe into your wonderful feet. Let it radiate through every cell as you breathe out the golden sunlight through every cell in your feet. And now visualize yourself surrounded by a halo of golden light. You'll feel your body growing warm. And if you have tension, let the golden light go there as you breathe naturally, comfortably, safely. And continue to breathe and allow the golden light of the sun to naturally and gracefully nourish your limbs, your mind. Send the golden light of the sun to any area that needs repairing. Breathe into that area of the golden light of the sun. Breathe out and allow this light to nourish your body. And continue to breathe as you come back to your heartbeat. Breathe easefully as you slowly wiggle your toes and gently open your eyes.